Hey friends, welcome into the Render Podcast. I'm your host, Cam, and we are continuing along in our newest series called In Conversation With. In this series, we're focusing on connecting with other business owners in the events industry and chatting through all of our successes, our failures, networking, navigating your clients, and what we've done to overcome these obstacles along the way. So listen in to today's episode. Welcome into the Render Podcast. I'm your host, Cam, and I'm so excited to be sitting down with Tracy Autumn today. We're in the midst of a series called In Conversation With, and so we are going to sit down with Tracy, who has been a photographer for many, many years, and so we're excited to have her onto the podcast today. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. So yeah, I'm Tracy Autumn, and I have been a photographer for over 18 years now, and I lead a team of associate photographers, and so that means that I'm not a solo entrepreneur. I have a team, they're employees, they photograph weddings, events headshots, families, all the things just like I do. And that wasn't how it started, but that's where we're at. And like, it started that way because I really sucked at working alone. I wasn't someone who was ever going to be a great person working in my PJs at my house. And so pretty quickly after starting my business, I realized I needed more people around me because I'm just a people person and an educator by nature. So I hired my first staff member and I made a lot of mistakes and as we all do. <laughs> yeah. And like over the years from that first employee who still does some contract labor for me awesome. every once in a while. So it's great that the very first person I hired is still willing to come back and do some like side work for us. Yeah. So that tells a lot about how we build relationship in my company, right. but she was the beginning. And then through that we've ebbed and flowed through the years and we've made a lot of mistakes I've personally made many mistakes in how I lead, how I deal with issues with my staff, how I train them, all those types of things. But we've come to a place now where we have a really solid team. We're able to do, like this year, we're hoping to do about 75 weddings, plus all of the other work that we do, and just a few other things. A lot. (laughs) Um, And then in addition to being a photographer and, of course, leading my staff, I'm a mom of three. And I also am super involved in the wedding industry. I'm vice president of the Dallas WIPA chapter and have served on other boards in the area as well. So I also do some speaking and love education. So I like to help people out in growing their businesses. And I'm always there for a phone call when someone needs a chat. So so your life is super simple. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally <laughs> easy. It's never you busy nothing, at all. Yeah. I have so much free time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like me. I always yeah. have something on my to-do list. Always. Yes. Yeah. My, my husband actually jokes that to get me to take a day off, we have, he has to book me a flight. Right. So if he'll take me somewhere beautiful, I will stop working. Which you got to last week. Yep. I didn't get to do that. I got to go to our condo in Orange Beach, Alabama. Yeah. But yeah, if there's, especially if there's like less Wi-Fi, that's the better. Yes. So like we look for places with uh, no internet access so I can actually stop working. Right. But uh, my staff being amazing, allow me to do that as well. So they're an important component to be able to have a personal life, I think is when you build a team correctly, you're able Mm -hmm. to walk away and let them lead in your absence. Because if you really create a culture where they know how to respond to clients' questions and problems, when you're gone, they don't have to call and ask. They right. already know the guidelines. And so when or I'm gone- Or they don't have to be nervous when yeah. you come back and the ship has and afraid, sailed away. And afraid I'm going to be mad at them for what they yeah. did. Like they don't ever have to think about that because they know what I expect right. and also what I would do. Right. And so I've taught them that. So that kind of helps. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we're talking about culture yeah. and everything that you were just talking about with teams and being able to go away when you need to and training them up is really important. So how do you, and you just touched, and you have people that have been with you for a while, you have newer people that have 
recently started. I don't know what your yeah. most recent hire is, but you've had people of, of both. So do you feel like there's a difference between training the old ones and implementing when they start the new ones? And how have you done that? And maybe what's a couple of like the quick like things that you do that make this happen? Well, when I first started hiring people, I didn't even know what I was doing. And so I was like, yeah, sure. Come be a photographer for me. And then I had to figure out what it looked like to take somebody who had been a photographer previously, or at least had some experience and then integrate them into my way of doing things. And that was a very clunky and awkward process. We have a much more specific process. Now it does take about a year from hire date to being a lead photographer with my studio. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very particular about who goes out with my name on them. And so you can't walk in the door, no matter how experienced you are and go and serve clients until you understand our culture and how we treat our clients and each other. Yeah. And so right now that process takes about a year, but during that year, that person's typically full-time on staff doing other jobs in the company. So they can leave their current career and pursue with us. So we hired someone in fall. Um, And so she's currently in our training program. Mm -hmm. And so during that year, we do things in a very stepped process. We start with basics and then build. And so we start with things like how to edit our way, how to meet deadlines our way. And like, then we build into the actual hands-on serving customers. Because I've found that if I throw a new employee in front of a customer and they don't know how we do things internally, Mm -hmm. they're going to fail because they don't know how to interact with that customer. Right the way that we as a company do so. Even if they have experience doing the same thing somewhere else, everybody does it differently. Well, like the girl we just hired is a wonderful human. Like she used to work for my hairdresser actually. So she's great at customer service. She's super bubbly. But if I sent her out there to be a photographer on day one, I would have been setting her up for failure. Right. Because she didn't know to do it our way. And so she's in that process. Like we're actually doing a training this weekend. Like Mm -hmm. one of the things we do is train them how to shoot details. And so we have two weddings this weekend. And so even though I don't have a wedding this weekend, I get to attend both and (laughs) teach her how to shoot all the details of the wedding reception at both of them. Um, And so we really are thoughtful about taking the time out to spend time with them. I think that's the hardest thing to do is to actually look at your schedule as a Mm -hmm. boss and look at this new employee and say, okay, I'm going to take the time out of my day with all my to-do list mm-hmm. and train them. Right. Because it's really easy to get caught up on our to-do list and forget to train. Yeah. Especially in busy season. I mean, fall yeah. is a very, very busy season for us here in Dallas. Yes. It's a really tough time to, especially in like October, <laughs> September, yeah. November, to take time out, especially going into the holidays too. As parents, we yeah. want to spend time with our kids. We want to go to those maybe holiday parties at their schools and all of the things. And it's really hard to do that. Well, like I still struggle with that. Like, yeah. And sometimes I'll be reminded and it's always good to have a new team member. Cause it kind of reminds you why you do things. Right. Um, I feel like a new person on staff almost rejuvenates you in some ways and also challenges you to reassess yourself mm-hmm. because as a business owner, you should constantly be looking at how you can be better to lead. And when you have someone new and they'll give you feedback it makes you realize, Oh, that is what I need to be doing. Right. Because like I spent some time with my staff last week talking about portfolio and what kind of photos we select and why we share them mm-hmm. and what photos really embody who we are as a team. Right. After that meeting, she came out and was like, oh, my mind was opened. I understand now. I now understand how to select photos and how to shoot photos for our company values and promise to our, right. our clients. Right. But sometimes to me, that was just a meeting. To me, that was like an hour long meeting that didn't seem like that big of a deal. 
but it was for her. And right. so we have to remember that when we're training a new person, things seem old to us, mm-hmm. but they're brand new to them. Yeah. And so it's never a rehash for them. Right. And taking your time through that. I was just hiring, training someone who just started this week and we are going through design decks. It's what we do that makes sets us apart is we do a full design yeah. deck for all of our orders. And I was just doing it how I normally do. And I said, right now, you're just going to kind of shadow what I'm doing. Then I'm going to slow it down on the next one. And then I'm going to have you practice on the next one. Yep. And I was doing it how I normally do. And she's like, oh, my gosh, that's so fast. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, this is second nature to me. Mm-hmm. I do this all the time. I do this daily. I'm going to slow down. And I'm going to talk through everything that I'm doing, mm-hmm. um, which takes time. It does. And in our busy schedules with kids and with emails and with to-dos and board member uh, duties on yes. WIPA. Um, it seems like too much. It seems like, oh, I don't have time to do this, but it is important to slow that process down. Um, the person I just hired, she also used to be a client of ours. She used to work up at the star. Yeah. So she knows Cowboys. your business from like the other she side. Does. <laughs> yeah. And so now her eyes are open of like, oh, like it's more than just sending me a quote. Yeah. It's more than just like whipping it up and bringing it to us. And so her eyes are very open and, and wide right now. But um, yeah, we have to slow ourselves down because something like a one hour meeting talking about these things might not seem like much to us, but it does. It means a world to them. It does. And I think sometimes people forget when they're hiring that they're actually signing up to be an educator mm-hmm. and a manager. Right. Like it's really easy, easy to like look at your goals for your business and be like, yes, I want more people to make more money. And yeah, you can make more money when you have the ability to serve more clients, but that also means you have to give a bigger chunk of yourself Mm -hmm. to those people. Right. And that takes education. That takes learning how to manage. That takes learning how to lead by example every day that you walk into your Mm -hmm. place of business. Remember, they are hearing you and watching you. It's not just what you tell them to do. It's what you do. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of effort because it's not magic. It's not hire someone, make X amount more dollars. Right. And I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions in our industry is people want to get big mm-hmm. instead of stepping back and asking, can they get big and will it work for them? Right. Because not everyone should be a manager. Right. If like you've managed in the past and you hated it, you probably don't want right. to grow your team in that way. Right. Because you're going to be doing the same thing. Yeah. You can be super profitable as a solo person. Yeah. And make great money. You may not actually make more money if you do the wrong hires. Right. Or you don't know how to lead. Yeah. And so I always tell people to really ask themselves what they want out of hiring because it's not always what you think it is. It's not as glamorous as it appears from the outside. Well, and when you hire, you have to commit yourself to being that educator and being that mentor and leading by example, because if they see you mess up once, they're going to say, well, she did it. So I can, or I can cut this corner here, or I can Maybe say something different than what is in your templates or whatever you have as a company. And so it's important that you, one, have the time to do that. If you're in a massively busy season, certain yeah. times you have to hire because you just, you have to hire. You have to. But for other seasons and other roles within the company, there is opportunity where you can actually in- integrate all the things that you do yep. as a company into that person. Yeah. I mean, and there's been times I've hired wrong and it's mm-hmm. not worked out. And sometimes that was a decision made on their part, sometimes on mine. Sometimes it was just the wrong time. Yeah. But there's also been times that I've had a staff member be with me for a while. And then I made mistakes that made them not the best employee. It wasn't even their fault. It was because I wasn't leading well. Right. And I look back at like the first half of the years I was in business. 
It's actually a miracle that one of my, my one of my lead photographers, Amanda, has been with me like 13 years. Yeah. I'm actually shocked. She's, she's still with me. She's amazing. Because <laughs> she was there when I wasn't the best manager. And right. you could, she would openly tell anybody that I'm a much better boss today than yeah. I was 5, 10, 15 yeah. years ago. I have someone on my team the yeah. same exact way. And it's great to hear that from her because it yeah. means I've grown. But I'm also like, thank you for staying through me learning how yeah. to do this. But like there were people in those first five to eight years that I made such horrible mistakes as a manager that that's the reason they're not with my company anymore. Right. It had nothing to do with them not being able to perform. It had to do with me failing. Right. And there was a really big pivot in my business. Like there was a time that I really had to do some self-reflection. And I remember I came into my office and we had a team meeting and I sat them down and I apologized. I apologized for a good 15 minutes and was very specific, like bullet point. This is what I've been doing wrong. I've been leading in the wrong way. I have been showing you these things, mm -hmm. but saying these things. Right. And so from this moment forward, we're not going to do that anymore. Right. I'm not going to do that anymore. And I let them know that if they didn't want to stay because of the shift and the change, right. if they liked how it was before, they could leave. If they were excited for us shifting in a different way, culture wise, they could stay. And they all did stay. Yeah. And all of them independently appreciated me being humble and being able to admit that I'd made a mistake. And then we had to do some retraining. We had yeah. to do some realignment of every aspect of every touch with our customers, but also our internal touches. Yeah. How they reported days off, how they requested that time off, mm -hmm. how we discuss dress code and all those types of things. We had to like really redo all of our guidelines yeah. and our like operations manual for our business. And I had to write one. And that right. was also one of the hardest things I've ever done. It's like, it tells them like who we are, what we are and how we do it. And yeah. that's not a fun document to write because you well, have to an easy one. look in the mirror yeah. a little bit. Well, and it takes a lot of time. It does take a lot of time. Yeah. Updating it's the hardest. Yes. But it's so good to have. And we need those things in place because what I've learned over time, and you've probably heard this, if you don't share what you expect, you're ultimately yes. leading them to failure. And so if you don't have an SOP, if you don't have an employee handbook, if you don't have templates for anything, mm -hmm. if you don't have anything to share with them and you don't share those expectations, they're only going to go down. Well, it's like if you look in your employee's email and you're like, what are you sending? Why are you sending these emails? Right. You know, I have a template written because it's not lining up. Right. And so that kind of stuff happens if people aren't aware where the templates are, how yeah. to use them and when to use them. Well, and even also being even more specific of we have templates and you must be using these yeah. versus we have templates that are optional to use. Well, I've also been really open with my staff about, I want them to feel ownership in my company. Mm -hmm. And so I always remind them that if there's something that comes up over and over again with a client or with each other, mm -hmm. I want them to bring that to me. Cause like, if there's a question that's being asked all the time, they shouldn't be writing that email themselves each time or figuring yeah. out what to say. I can write that as a template. So if they'll right. come to me and let me know, we can make a new policy. We can right. adjust things. Right. And I think that a really important role in creating good culture is letting your staff feel ownership because mm -hmm. when they feel like they belong and their voices are heard, they work harder, they're more excited to show up, but they're also more willing to tell you when something's not right. And right. you don't always know when it's not right because you're not in yeah. every aspect of your business. Yeah. The whole is made up by all of you and you don't see into their windows. And right. so you need them to feel brave enough to say, I need help with this. Mm -hmm. We need to change this policy. We need to readjust this email. Right. We need to rethink this procedure. 
Like sometimes I've had staff come to me and say, we had a client complain about this three times in the last six months. And I'm like, oh, well, I didn't know that. Well, right. <laughs> well, let's readjust. Let's, let's re-examine that policy. Yeah. Why are we doing it that way? Right. How can we make it better so that clients right. don't feel the way those three clients felt? That's right. not a big number. But it is a number. But it is a number. And it was enough that made my staff member uncomfortable answering that question. Right. And, and enough so to bring it up. To it you. raised the red flag. Yeah. But she was felt confident enough to bring it to me after that third one. Right. And we did change a policy. And like, that's the kind of culture you want to create, I think. Right. You want to create one where your staff always feels say their voice will be heard and they're right. important and they matter. Right. Well, making them feel important and that they matter is really important. I was on a, I'm a part of Arate Syndicate, which is a mastermind with Ed Milet. Do you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. Ed Milet? No. He's an incredible speaker. Highly recommend him. Um, and a guy named Andy Frizella, and yep. they are both business owners. He created 75 Hard. Yep. You know of him. Um, they have this group called Arate Syndicate, which Arate means excellent. And so they are striving for excellent business owners. And so they have this mastermind. And Ed was talking last night. And something that he said that is probably like a duh moment, I just haven't like thought about it or yeah. implemented it, was um, he said, know your employees and know their goals. Like your employees probably know your goals. They know where you want to travel to. They know what you want to do in 10 years from now. They know what kind of car you want to drive and they know what kind of house you want to live in and or where you want to live. Like they know your goals because we're as business owners, we have to set goals for the company. And naturally that means something for us personally because we're leading the ship. But he said, talk about it with your employees and understand what are their goals. What cars do they want to own? What places do they want to travel? What houses do they want to own? Or whatever they want to do. It doesn't always have to be homes or prices or like cars or where they want to travel. But if you know that, start rephrasing the things that you're saying into something along the lines of doing this for the company is going to get us closer and I can't wait to help you achieve this thing. Yeah. Whether it be... Um, if we hit this amount in sales this year, I can't wait to help you get yourself to Hawaii next year. Cause I know that's one of your goals. Yeah. And so one of the re- ways that we actually keep our staff and a big part of our culture is I really make sure we take care of them. And part of that process is exactly doing that. Um, I really challenge other business owners to think about creative ways to pay your staff, reward your staff and make mm-hmm. sure that they feel cared for. Cause it's not, to be honest, like you can take your, your staff on a trip or you can buy them donuts or something or buy them a meal every once in a while. Right. But at the end of the day, they want money. They want healthcare. They yeah. want PTO. They want the same stuff that everyone else in the workforce wants. And sometimes in small business, we forget that those things add so much value and that's part of hearing them. And it's also part of answering those goals for them. Mm -hmm. And so what we do is we do some really creative pay structures. And so all of our staff make a goal each year. And part of that process is what do you want this year? Do you have any things you want to change in your life that you need to see a big shift financially? How can we get there? How many jobs does that take to get there? Right. How, how, what type of work, what type of sales per job are we looking at? We make big lofty goals and then we set their salary based on that goal. And then that is paid out every single month. They get paid the same every single month, a regular W-2 salary. So they may do extra work in May, but in February when they had no work, they still got paid. Right. So we're a little creative. Um, We also offer health insurance. So we use Gusto as Mm -hmm. our payroll processor. They can do health insurance and all kinds of things for your staff. Like we do short-term disability for all of our employees as well. We do a lot of little things because that type of stuff does make them feel special, seen, and heard. Right. 
but without having that talk at the beginning of the year. They're older than 26 and not on their parents. They need those things. Spouses. (laughs) Yes, they need it. And um, when we have those goal setting sessions at the beginning of the year, that doesn't mean that's their actual their actual salary, they can blow it out of the water and they can bonus out and make extra money. Yeah. So like, let's say they set a goal of 65,000 and rev- like in their personal salary mm-hmm. for the year, if they reach and as- exceed those goals sales wise, they can make 70 or 80. Yeah. It's possible. And they know they have that power and I give them that power. Right. And so there's, when there's ownership and what you get to take home as well, like they know they have a de- decision. They're also way more likely to say yes to things. Right. And that helps grow your business yeah. because you're incentivizing them to do the work. Right. Well, and in busy seasons, when we do ultimately <laughs> have to work more than 40 hours a week, yep. they're going to be eager and ready to say, yeah, I'll put in those extra hours. I'll make sure that these things happen mm-hmm. because in February, I didn't have to do that. I got to work 20 hours that week. Yep. <laughs> now I'm going to work 60 hours this week and I'm okay with that. Yeah. And I think that like, that's a big part of how we've kept staff Mm because a lot of um, photography studios, especially that try to grow, have a hard time keeping people because they kind of treat associate programs as 1099 laborers Mm -hmm. and people that are dispensable. And we look at it very differently in that they are employees. They're part of a family. We call ourselves the Tracy Autumn Photography family. Like, and that's like a toxic thing. I think in a lot of workplaces, like, oh my God, it's like family, like quotation marks around (laughs) it. Like it's so toxic, but we really well, do. Especially if act you have dysfunctions way. in your own yeah. family and you automatically think you can yeah. think that way. But we do try to treat them that way. They're yeah. not laborers. They're not dispensable. They're right. not come and go. They're there for the long right. haul. You're not here just to shoot this one wedding and then I'll never see you. Exactly. Again. And just turn in your photos. Well, and if you don't think about, if you think about having people in and out, you also can't take care of your clients long term. Right. You have to look at your employees as a reflection of your clients. If you want clients to return year after year and refer their friends and family and you'd be the first person on their mind, no matter what area of the event industry you're in, part of that is taking good care of them. If you're not taking good care of your staff, Mm -hmm. your staff will not take care of your clients and you will lose work. Right. And so it's very like a big circle. I actually went to a Disney training once and it was one of the (laughs) biggest, best trainings I've ever done. I've heard it's incredible. Oh, it was. And it was not cheap, but it changed my life yeah. because hearing how Disney as a company thinks about the, like the different layers of mm-hmm. how you take care of clients, it's very focused on their cast members because they say that if you don't make a cast member feel powerful, like make them feel like they have the ability to gift something to a crying child mm-hmm. or when a toy is lost and found, sending it to the princess place, having its hair redone, putting a new dress on the doll and delivering it to the hotel room. If you give cast members power to feel they can do those types of things, then you create magical experiences. And then I took that back into my business and really thought about how, if I can empower my staff, they'll do the same thing. They'll create magical experiences for their clients. They'll make their clients feel loved and cared for. They'll make their clients feel like when they ask a question, they're not going to be met with no. Right. They're going to be met with yes, but it's going to be this much, or this is how right. we can accomplish that. But they're never going to hear just a no. They're going right. to get a pathway. Right. And my staff knows they're allowed to provide the path because I've shown them that's right. okay. Well, and you've probably given them resources of here's the options that you can give them. Yep. That's so cool. That yeah. reminds me of, um, and I don't know if you were there, it was a NACE event at the Jewel like four or five years ago. Okay with comedians that were on stage. Were yeah, they just like, yes, and. Yes, yes we and. use that all the time. <laughs> uh, to this day, it's in our training. Madeline just went through training on it. Of the, What they taught about was 
you want to say yes, Always. but not just a yes, period. It's a yes and yeah. let's do this. And so it could be a yes, I can do that for you and it's going to cost this. Or yes, I can do that for you and let's do this also. And like, let's build it and bigger and make it awesome. Exactly. Or yes, but. Yeah. Sometimes there is a <laughs> but instead of an and. Yeah. But it might cost this much. And if you want to do that, that's great. Awesome. If not, no big deal. Exactly. Yeah. It was one of my favorite speaking topics that I've always, like literally to this day, we still use it. I had forgotten about that one, but that it was a really good one. And yes. I remember thinking about that a lot. And that is one thing I tell my staff is that. Don't ever just come back with no, mm-hmm. be creative. There's right. typically a solution that's a yes, right? but you've got to really step back and ask how to get there. Well, if you don't care about your team and you don't take care of them, they're not going to want to do that though. Well, when they all goes me, back to culture. Yeah. When they ask me for stuff, I don't say no. My right. answer is yes. Let's figure out how to make that happen. Right. Yes. It might not happen right now. Yeah. But, but yes, it can. I will figure out how to make that happen. We're going to get there. Yeah. Or I might not know the answer right now, but I will find out the answer for you. Well, and a big part of leading well is actually being able to say you don't know the answer. Right. Because if you want your staff to be able to tell you they don't know the answer, you Mm -hmm. also need to be able to say, you know, I don't know. Right. Let me call my accountant. Right. Let me phone a friend. Yeah. Let me do some Google research. Right. Let me read a book. Let me figure something out. Right. And then we'll figure out how to get there. Right. If you can't admit that, they're not going to come to you and they're having a hard time and struggling. And so you have to be that really transparent person that really lets them see that you're human and imperfect. Because mm-hmm. sometimes on the outside, we all look super shiny and like perfect, especially as business owners. Like yeah. people see us, and especially as women, people yeah. see us online and like, oh my God, how do you do everything you right. do? You're a mom, you're a boss, you're oh, I all, get it. all the time. Yeah. All the time. And sometimes we also come off as intimidating as women mm-hmm. because we seem to have it all. But the truth is we only seem to have it all because we have a great right. staff. We have great support systems but also because we're willing to say when we need help, yes. which is why we have a team in the first place. Yeah. I couldn't look like I have it all right. without all the people helping me right. do those things. Right. They make me look really good, right. even though I make a lot of mistakes. Right. And so I think that it's just important to remember and remind yourself to tell your staff thank you. Because every time someone says, I don't know how you do it, mm-hmm. I make a mental note to go tell someone on my team, thank you. Right. Because whatever it is they were complimenting me on right. was only made possible because of somebody by else. someone else. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's always my answer when everyone's like, well, you have three kids and you run a business and you have a podcast and you're a board member and you do this. And I'm yep. like, yeah, I have an awesome team. That's right. I have an awesome team. Not only here at the office, but I have an awesome team in my life too. You do. You have, have to build awesome it. Partner in life. Everywhere. I have an awesome parents that help me pick up kids when I need them. I have great babysitters that help me when I want to go out for a networking event and I want to bring him with me. Yeah. So it doesn't, we can't do it all. And no. we have to admit that we can't do it all. And that's okay. Yeah. And that's part of that culture building is creating a team that's excited to support you. Like my staff feels it's a win when I'm complimented. Yeah. Like it makes them proud. And that makes me so happy that I can create that. Like that's, it's all tied in. Like if I didn't create a place that they are excited to come to work, they wouldn't be willing to do those things for me. So I could do all the other things. Like it's all integrated and all connected. And then like you said, you have to have that outside staff as well. If I didn't have my husband, I would not be able to do anything that I do at all. I should be really yes, honest because he's, he's an awesome. amazing dad and husband. Like he's parent on point all yes. the time. Um, but also like I have an amazing therapist in my yeah. corner. Like you have to make sure you take care of your mental health. Like yeah. you have to do all the components. And by doing that, you are able to be the leader you want to be. 
Yeah, agreed for sure. So that's for training people. What about the people that have been with you for a while? Mm -hmm. You switched roles, you switched how you were doing it because this, I had to go through this and Kaylee, who's been on my team for five and a half years, I've always gone back and been like, I'm so sorry. I was such a horrible leader when you started. All the time. Because I didn't know what I was doing. She was my first hire. I didn't yep. know what I was doing. I was like, you're kind of my guinea pig. If like, now we have processes to hiring because I failed. Exactly. So how do you approach the people who have been with you for a long time and saying, I know that you weren't trained this way, but here's my commitment to you. Well, I think it just comes back to that being honest, but also remembering that they have goals and they want growth because mm-hmm. the way to keep them is to continue to give them another level to achieve mm-hmm. and another place to go. And so they're not going to stay at the same salary. They're not, even though their job may not change, Right. there's always opportunity, but also the willingness to hear them. So there are things that maybe we did differently when they were hired. And sometimes things are changed because they came to me. Like, they're like, I don't like how we're editing. I don't like how we're answering this question. Right. So part of it with them is being willing to retrain, admit our faults, move them forward, but give them things to reach for Mm -hmm. because they don't want to feel like it's the same old, same old. People don't stay in a job that doesn't challenge them. Right. People move if they feel like they're in a dead end position. Right. And so there has to be. there's no upward. Yes. Place where they can go to. Yeah. And so like for my. Not just financially. Exactly. Sometimes financially. And yes, that's a component, but the other things that make them feel like they've accomplished something. Well, for example, the type of events you do is like when you're first starting out in the event industry, you're going to do some events that maybe don't have all the bells and whistles, right? right? So yep. The newest associate member to my team is not doing the over-the-top luxury right. weddings. They're doing pretty standard weddings, right. right? And so for a staff member that's been there longer, they're slowly also going to achieve better quality events, working with planners, where when you start, sometimes you're, you are feeling like the planner right. the event. So there's other things that are not monetary that they're also right. achieving so they're able to then go to work and work with much prettier things mm-hmm. big productions best vendor teams and right. honestly the best clients yeah because when you've done something longer you also achieve the ability to interact with better clientele mm-hmm. and it has something to do with budget it has to do with understanding who your person is because every person on my staff is a unique individual personality yeah. wise and even though as a team we have an ideal client I have acknowledged that each of them have their own ideal client subset mm-hmm. within it. Right. Amanda's client and Jennifer's client look very different and they also look different than my client. Right. And so when someone comes in, I love being able to pair them with the perfect person because right. that's also a reward as an employee when you get to work with people that excite you. Yeah. And so that's something that we get to do as we yeah. get to know them. Cause if I didn't know them, I couldn't do that. Right. And so the longer someone's with me, I feel like I understand what makes them tick and what makes them excited to get out of bed on a Saturday for the millionth time to shoot another (laughs) wedding. Um, And like for Jennifer, it's puppies. Like if there's a wedding with dogs, she's all about it, it, right? Like it's a hundred percent. Amanda went to TCU and she loves her TCU grads and really loves all things sports and like all things nerd. And like, there are certain things I know that when a groom comes in and he's like, I played baseball at TCU. I'm like, that's Amanda's couple. And I know she'll be more excited because she feels connected to them. Yeah. And so part of keeping them excited to work for you is knowing them in a way that you can ensure that the jobs you assign and the challenges you give them Mm -hmm. actually meet who they are. Right. Yeah. If you're not excited about it, it's going to be really hard to shoot that really well or even on our side for us to design really well. Yeah. For our floral, if we aren't excited about the design, 
It's going to be really hard to work that with that person. Well, and we all have our own style. Yeah. And we all kind of bring, and then like we, you know, attract clients that fit us. Yeah. But like within a team, not everyone's the same. And so you need to know who's best for something. Right. It's and not, that comes with knowing them. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just about experience. It's yeah. about knowing who they are. Yeah. And I think that's also a big part of our culture and why my staff stay is that they feel seen. They feel hurt. They feel known. Yeah. I remind them to take a vacation because <laughs> I did yesterday. I asked one of my team, I was like, yeah. did you put a vacation on the calendar for summer yet? Right. And she hadn't. And so she did. Yeah. Because I know that that's something she values travel. Yeah. And I was concerned she hadn't put it on there yet. Right. And I didn't want her to not have the opportunity to take a break right. because she was busy. Right. So Which, we have to look out for them. Yeah. And some of that is leading by example yeah. as well. I have all the vacations on the yes. calendar right now. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I won't be here then, and I will be here here, and all that. So. I'm just not going to be available in July, pretty much. Yeah. It's fine. That's so fun. It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. That's why you have a vacation home. Yes. So right. that you can do that. It is why. Yeah. Well, this has been incredible. Yeah. Thank you so much for sitting down and doing this podcast with us. And Anytime. I'm so excited for the listeners to hear all about culture and how to implement some of those. Thanks. Where can they find you if they want to see more about you or hire your team? Well, if you want to see more about us, we have two websites, tracyautumn.com and lightlyphoto.com. And on lightlyphoto.com, you can see not just my team's wedding work, but our corporate work. We do events, private parties, headshots, and of course, families and seniors and things. So that's all under the Lightly Photography brand. And you can find us on Instagram at, at Tracy Autumn Photography and at Lightly Photo. Yeah. Awesome. We're going to put all that in the show notes so they can click right there Great. and uh, share that with them. We love new followers and people we get to interact with. Yeah. So that's good. Good. All right. Thanks for being here. Thank you.